Private Lender Podcast, Episode 116. The Private Lender Podcast quote of the day comes to us from Plato, who said, No wealth can ever make a bad man at peace with himself. This is the Private Lender Podcast, the show that shares practical advice and know-how for new and seasoned lenders, from private mortgages on single-family houses to joint ventures on commercial projects and beyond. Discover details about investment vehicles that you won't find at your local bank or online broker. Listen and learn from private lenders and real estate investors, as well as from professionals and entrepreneurs, as they share the details, strategies, and the insight that allows for successful and prosperous lending. Now, get ready to increase your ROI. Here's your host, Keith Baker. Hello, Private Lender Nation, and welcome to episode 116 of the Private Lender Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Baker, and I'd like to thank you for sharing your time with me today. If you're looking for practical tips and advice on private lending, how-tos, ins and outs, then you're in the right place. And if you want to put the power of a bank in your retirement account, you should probably pull up a chair. But if you want to learn from my mistakes so that you can avoid them, well, then pour yourself a drink, my friend, because this podcast is just for you. Like this episode is going live on December 21st, 2020, the longest day of the strangest year I've ever seen in my few orbits around the sun. And I think that, I don't know why I'm bringing that up, but it's the solstice and maybe it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of hope. You know, the days are going to get longer, the nights are going to get shorter, at least for the, those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> so anyway, uh, before I get to the housekeeping, um, I, I would like to take a moment and say thank you guys for sticking with me. Uh, 116 episodes. It has not been easy as of late, um, but uh, I just want to say a big thank you, and I look forward to 2021 as as we boldly go forward into 2021. Uh, I think it's going to be quite interesting to say the least. So, the housekeeping now. Go to the Private Lender Podcast Facebook group. Only for private lenders. It's not for people looking for private money. So this is just for those who have questions about being a private lender. So. Just go over to Facebook, type in Private Lender Podcast Group, and answer a few questions and join us. And did you know that there is an easy button to start your private lending journey? If you're a a bit unsure of making your first private loan, you can party with my friends over at Inc. Lending and fund their loans on properties right here in the Houston area in one of the most lender-friendly states in this great country of ours. That's right. Paul Lamnados and his team will vet the deals, underwrite the loan, and put your money to work for you. It's about as passive as you can get. So if you'd like to learn more, go to privatelenderpodcast.com forward slash Inc, I-N-K. Click on the link, enter some info, and Paul will reach out to confirm a time when uh, he can speak to you about Inc's lending criteria, their loan process, and how you can begin profiting from loans on properties located in the greater Houston area. Okay, so it's time to get down to the brass tacks of today's uh, episode and, and the heart of it, which is another lesson that's taken from the book the richest man in Babylon. I mean, you know, why am I doing this? Uh, why am I focusing on it so much <laughs> lately? Because <laughs> it's 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 pretty easy content. Because um, it's very dear to my heart. So th- there is no secret to uh, building wealth, uh, and, and and not just financial wealth, but what you know. I, I also consider health uh, as part of part of wealth. I know some very healthy healthy people, very strong folks. Uh, they're going to be on this planet for a long time. Uh, so. You know, wealth is kind of like success. You have to define it, but there is a you have to define it yourself, I should say. But there is a price that I believe there's a price for that that wealth, and there's a price that very few of us are actually willing to pay. Uh, and that price includes hard work, having unwavering determination, being comfortable with no guarantees, and looking at something with nothing but uncertainty. 
I've seen it in my family. I've seen it in my friends, and and sadly, I've seen it myself. I mean, remember, I was uh, uh, my truck got repoed when my wife was uh, three months pregnant <laughs> with her first child. So uh, I speak from experience, not from a a, a, a podium of authority or, or superiority by any means. Uh, but that's why I love this book and the, and the lessons that are found in it. These are, you know, for my guy, for, you know, I wasn't very religious. I, I fought against, I rebelled against the Methodist Church. I mean, just imagine if I'd have been Catholic, that would have been fun. Um, you know, or something really orthodox, hardcore. So, anyhow, I love this book because these are time tested principles, much like you would find in uh, a spiritual book like the Bible or the Quran or the Gita. And they're time tested. You know, it doesn't matter if you're herding goats or, you know, tulips or stocks and bonds or you know whatever it is whatever it is your business is you know these are principles to building the wealth they're not get rich schemes they're not hacks for you to avoid putting in the work and developing the discipline necessary to build your estate or your wealth there is no cheat code to working for it and and nor should there be if it was easy everybody would do it these principles and lessons are quite simple but that doesn't mean they're easy to implement or to continue doing for the entire uh, money-earning portion of your life. But if you start with good habits now, start working towards them, no matter your age, you'll have a strong financial base from which to make future decisions. And you will build the discipline necessary necessary to reach your goals and, and then some. That's the hope, right? So last month we began with the first of seven cures for a lean purse or small savings investment account or um you know, insufficient wealth as, as I would look at it as a, as you know, uh, being a negative person, I would look at it as an insufficiency. Uh, but today we discuss the, the, the first of five laws of gold mentioned in the richest man in Babylon, which fits hand in hand with the first cure for the lean account. And the original first law of gold, or as I like to call it, the first law of wealth, that uh, gold cometh gladly and an increasing quantity to any man who will put by not less than one-tenth of his earnings to create an estate for his future and that of his family. Wealth comes, so you know, I, it's a little old school written, but wealth comes to those who reserve at least 10% of their total earnings towards building their future financial independence or their fortune or their family legacy. The old stoner explanation, start providing yourself and your family with security by paying yourself first a minimum of 10% of your earnings to be invested in your future. And be steadfast with that. Do not waver from it. Find a way to do it. That's one of the trickier things. It's you know, easier said than done, right? I equate this like working your focus muscle. You know, having focus is a muscle. You got to work it out, right? You got to exercise it. You know, and, and when I, the way I did it when I started going down this path, I grew up in a very much of um, uh, a household where you know, we couldn't we couldn't afford to save. Basically, there just wasn't enough money to go around. Uh, that was one parent's notion. The other parents was, we we can't afford not to save. You know, we, we should you know adjust uh, the budget accordingly. And there was always sort of that that tension. I I I agree with the latter, uh, and it took me a while to come around to that. You know, you can't afford not to save, so you, you need to figure figure it out. So you know, I I started with looking at everything: my total gross earnings, my salary, my side hustle. You know, onlinebookie.com, dot com, lotto winnings. You know. Everything, you know, I didn't start at 10%, but I, you know, I started at a percentage of like two or three and slowly worked up to it to, to get to that point where I was paying myself a little bit each, you know, each week, every time I got, you know, money, you know, um, you know, if I found 10 bucks on the street, I put a dollar away in the, uh, in the rainy day fund, you know, it's just when I'm old, you know, 
Why? Because the old saying that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago and the second best time is right now. So start digging and start planting, right? <laughs> so if you're currently employed and you're, if you're currently contributing to a company-sponsored retirement plan, my suggestion would be this, or if you're not, especially if you're not contributing, I would not leave any money on the table. If whatever they're willing to match you, I would at least put that minimum, contribute that minimum to your retirement plan so they, they match it. That's just free money. And you do get a bit of a tax break up front, which is nice to uh, to a lot of hardworking folks. And, you know, then you want to, you know, as bonuses and things come in and, you know, uh, what they call cost of living adjustments and these little twos and, you know, two percents and whatnot that come through, I started contributing more like like I didn't get it. Right. So where I was trying to I was maxing out my contributions to my retirement plan. And then. I made I made a, a really ner- nervous notion to get up to that point and then remove my retirement plans and my and my calculations, and just to keep progressively saving more, more, more. You know, like most things in my life, I had a pretty good start. <laughs> Look at this podcast, and then it kind of fell off. And with you know with the ch- the change in the family dynamic lately, uh, money has has been uh, taken on a different uh, different role. It's pretty interesting now, but. I would yeah don't don't include your retirement plan, and when you when you put your ten percent back right um, you know if you tithe you know you may want to include that money in, in your tithing, but when it comes to calculating putting your ten percent back, uh, try to get to the point to where you're maxing out your retirement fa- contributions, and then at the same time you're removing those those funds from your ten percent calculation, because th- these are the cold hard facts, they're going to be uh, looking at us all of us, uh, one day. And that is nobody's going to lend us money when we're desperate, and nor should they, right? So it's up to us to prepare. And the best way to you know, if you can't do 10% now, start, just start. I know this is kind of Dave Ramsey, but, man, it really helped. It really helped me after I did my first major mastermind and read. they give this book out, and I really it, I, I try to read it at least uh, once a year and got my kids' kids' versions and all that stuff, so... Get to ten percent, right? Even if it's all oh, you can only save one percent. What? Get in the habit of saving, paying yourself for it first. You can't afford not to save. So anyway, now I'm getting off my soapbox because, well, the simple fact of it is, if you want to be a private lender, you need money, and most of my private lending money came from my old four hundred one k. So the more you can contribute, the faster you can get there. You know, the the more you you're going to be able to lend to lend out to other folks. So anyhow, now I'm just rambling. So. I'm going to wrap this up and just remind everyone that I don't charge money for the show, but there is a cost and I would be extremely grateful if you would help drive awareness to the private lender podcast to get the word out by leaving me an honest rating and review over at iTunes, whatever platform you are using to hear my voice. It doesn't take that long and it's a small price to pay for the value that I I try to provide. Wink, wink. Uh, And and especially if you're looking to create your own stable of private lenders or or know people have money and, and may be interested in this, but don't realize the power of it or they're unsure and they have questions, please send them a text, an email, a DM, and introduce them to the podcast. You know, Be resourceful to them. That's uh, And it's easy. You just mention it, right? Word of mouth advertising. Thank you, Lily, from AT&T. I digress. So that's going to do it for episode 116. Uh, and just a few final things. Please remember the Private Lender Podcast has the Facebook group. Remember there's the easy button to lending with the privatelenderpodcast.com forward slash Inc, I-N-K. So as I sign off, I'd like to say besides self-awareness and a Merry Christmas, 
I wish you safe and prospered private lending. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Private Lender Podcast with your host, Keith Baker. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit privatelenderpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time.